2: Hey guys, welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 163 for July 15th, 2016. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew the Warning Shot McClatchy.
1: And I'm Kelly, the classy one Lynn.
0: And I'm Adriel the Hunting Gear Guy, Michaud. Adriel the Birthday Boy, Michaud. Happy Birthday! (laughs) Happy Birthday
2: to Adriel.
0: You didn't think you'd be able to get that one by us, did you? Uh I I thought, but uh, I was clearly wrong.
2: Well, clearly, as per normal. Yeah. And Trevor gave hey. you the best gift of all:
0: not being here. <laughs> that was mighty kind of him. Yes, well, I it think was. I'll, I'll enjoy my birthday uh, drinking beer with no shirt on and recording a show.
2: Well, look, I don't know what better way to spend a birthday besides pretty much anything else in the world.
1: I should my office, birthday be yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
2: awfully sweet of you, Kelly.
1: Matthew Winters.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I mm, keep it a secret, okay. and by keep it a secret, I mean I've only pasted, posted it on Facebook and everywhere else. So yeah, it's April thirtieth. So, in the spring.
1: Oh, it's mm. in the spring. We missed it.
2: Yeah, that's great. Mm. I don't mind at all. Trust me. Okay. So, Adriel, <laughs> seeing as it's your birthday, why don't you go off and uh, or go ahead and kick us off with uh, what you did in guns this week.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, my, my perfect birthday would, uh, would involve what I did on Saturday last weekend, which is going all Pol Pot on a bunch of gophers. <laughs> uh, I got can out you with, say that? Uh... Is that,
2: that's not too soon? <laughs> we can, we can, we can make jokes uh, like that now.
0: I'm just curious. I just I think, don't know yeah, what the rules are. Pol Pot's are. old school. Yeah, oh, okay. School. Well then, yeah, but we're good. I think, I think that's fair game for right. uh, comparison to what I did. Um, right. uh, yeah, I went out. Do you call it gopher hunting? Would you call it hunting, or would you call it gopher shooting? I, I think guess we it's can shooting. This later, but
2: I think it's shooting because if they're if they're like just walking in front of you, you're not really hunting them. They're like targets of opportunity. It's eradication. It it it's really is. It's, right? Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, yeah. I thought okay, so I went gopher shooting on uh, on <laughs> Saturday, and uh, I remember remember last week I was complaining about the price of seventeen each. Yeah, know, in fact, it's like four yeah. times more expensive than twenty two. It's so good, though. <laughs> it's it's just—it's so much more accurate and long range than 22. Now, keep in mind, uh, I went with a couple of my buddies. They both used 22s, and they killed just as many gophers as I did. But but yours blew up they a little would, bit better. They blow up a little bit better. And <laughs> the thing is, every time I touched that thing off, a gopher would go down. Right out of a out of a, a hundred rounds that I, that uh, uh, I started off with. I think I missed maybe five times. That's like, impressive. You would, you would make hits on, uh, on on little cute little baby gophers like way out <laughs> at a hundred yards, no problem. And they bounce and they jump and fly apart and. <laughs>
1: <Aww.
0: laughs> oh. How, how's that for visuals? That's Anyways, great. I mean, for uh, twenty two, will uh, uh, will definitely do the job, but uh, they don't. They cannot do those hundred and and uh, and longer yard shots. Uh, like a 17 can really. Right. Well, if I could bring my 22 out, I bet you, uh, well, maybe not. I think your 17 would still win. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll, there's, there's still lots of targets out uh, at close range, but uh, it's really nice. Um, we got to one spot where we were on this hill and uh, we could overlook about 100 yards uh, out in front of us on a couple of like really uh, uh, popular spots, I guess. And uh, we were, we were there for I think, like half an hour or something. Just pegging gophers off. And the other guys were, like, getting theirs. But uh, anything I could see, it was going down. And it was going down with one shot. It was just... Nice. So what 17 are you using? Uh, It was a Savage uh, 17 BTVS, which Mm -hmm. is like a heavy barrel, stainless, uh, laminate stock. Right. So the stock is built for optics. It's not. It doesn't slope down. A lot of those Savage Seventeens, they have a stock that slopes down, so that you can use them with iron sights. You go through a scope on it, and the stock the stock is all of a sudden not at the right height. Exactly. Uh, I
2: experienced the same thing with my FVSR. It doesn't even come with iron sights, and it had an iron sight stock
0: on it. Yeah, isn't it weird? Like it I, is. I, I... I looked at some of the other savages that were just a little bit cheaper um like some of the and no sights but they've got the dr- the dropped cheek at the back and really they almost need like a straight piece
2: yeah, exactly. uh, at the
0: rear so that it'll uh, it'll work with optics anyways this one has a straight piece uh it's way heavier than it needs to be but it's stable and uh, well I
2: mean it's to help manage that punishing recoil
0: <laughs>
2: because you know 17 HMR is like kicking
0: like crazy man <laughs> well, it, it is a little bit louder, and uh, I ended up putting some uh, some earplugs in after I touched off one. I'm like, oh, that's a little bit louder than I'd, I'd like, so I put some uh, earplugs in. How could you hear the gopher sneaking up on you? If you got those, oh, man, you, you put yourself
2: in some serious danger there, man. You're
0: brave. Lost all my operati- operational security <laughs> and my tactical awareness was just reduced. <laughs> no, it's a, that, my, my first shot after putting the earplugs in, I thought something went wrong, because I heard <laughs> ding! I heard the click of the firing pin, and I didn't hear anything else. Yeah. So what I ended up doing is just is pulling them almost all the way out, so that I could still hear people talking, but yeah. it just dulled it a little it, bit just yeah, to... Exactly. Uh, just to take the crack off of it, there's there's those um, earplugs that are like ribbed on them that that only do like seven uh, dB. I think I'd get those if I were to. Uh, well, when you guys come out next, I'm going to get some of those so that I can still hear everyone. It just takes a little bit of the crack off of it, and you exactly, uh, yeah. can still shoot with it. But uh, the 22 was good. It was it, it's nice and quiet. You can you can shoot those long barrel uh, rifles all day long, and and you're not going to damage your hearing and or your pocketbook. But uh, it's 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 so nice just sitting on that 17 HMR pulling the trigger and every single time something's going down and and at long distances. Did uh, uh, did
2: you have you used 223 at all out there yet on them?
0: Yeah, okay. So I would 223 would be a a cheaper option for me actually.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, I reloaded 223 is going to it's gonna be less expensive than uh, factory HMR. Not that you can reload oh, factory HMR. <laughs>
0: much cheaper like not even it's it's not even uh close to how expensive yeah. the uh, HMR stuff is but uh just given that uh um you know you, even where I'm shooting it's it's out in the middle of nowhere but there's still houses like here and there kind of thing and um to go through a hundred rounds of center fire in a day uh would be a lot of noise and uh so i I, I don't typically take a, a two two three out four yeah the neighbors, for, just, uh, yeah, the neighbors just
2: wouldn't appreciate it as much.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And whereas the the twenty two and the seventeen, those are like quite a lot quieter in comparison. They don't have yeah. that big boom to them that uh, that rolls across the hills. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like center fire does <laughs> not. That a two twenty three is now that loud either. But it's it is quite a bit louder than a seventeen or a twenty two.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, anyways, yes, seventeen HMR, awesome. Um, <laughs> And uh, I think you know the, the other. No, we'll talk about that when we get to the, the to the uh, main topic here. Um, so that that was the best. That was awesome. Um, uh, I also ordered some XCRM mags from Wolverine Supplies. Okay, my uh, P.A.R. I want to talk to you a little bit, Matthew, about yours. Um, mine in 308. The pump was really rough to start with. Yeah. And uh, uh, so um, what we did was take it apart um to have two people hold like one person hold the front one person hold the back and just pump the thing until it wore in take it all apart um uh removed any of the aluminum dust because it's aluminum parts on aluminum parts which causes galling yep and then uh lubed it with some uh, aluminum safe lube and then it's nice and slick the other thing i noticed uh it needed to be fouled bad because the first shots I took out of it were terrible. They were uh, right around 5, 6 MOA, and after I got through around 50 rounds, things started to settle down and tighten up to the point where I was shooting some S&B like, garbagey ammo that's got this weird truncated bullet on them <coughs> out at uh, 200 yards, and I got a 1.75-inch a, a group uh, at 200 yards. Awesome, right? Wow. So I just,
2: regret sending mine back for warranty work now. How many shots did you put through it? Um not that many in retrospect now. Uh, I was just maybe it needed to be worked in. Maybe. I've never had a center fire need that though. I've had twenty twos need that. I've never mm. had a centerfire. Like my center anytime I've gotten a center fire, it's usually been accurate right out of the box. I probably put seventy five rounds through it. That should be enough. <laughs> I would think so. yeah, and my last group was five MOA after about 75 rounds. so yeah. yeah I okay,
0: then then maybe
2: I feel a little better now.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I mean, with this one, the the first few groups were were pretty terrible. I ended up putting my uh, uh, Citron six to twenty four on top of it just for accuracy testing and so that you know there's no excuses in terms of like oh, I pulled that one or not. You can see it in the scope when you pull it uh, yeah. uh, pull a shot. Uh, and uh, yeah, though those <laughs> it's really frustrating using a high zoom scope and pulling the trigger on something and then looking afterwards and being like, what is going on? <laughs> but uh, no, it, it it did tighten up uh, substantially after uh, after being fouled in, and uh, yeah, I tried a bunch of different uh, ammo with it. It, it for whatever reason. It really liked that SMB stuff, so uh, that was uh. That was interesting. Shot a bunch of uh, video. I still have to edit it, but uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to get a, a, a disassembly and, an ex, uh, and a, uh, a review of that uh, PAR in 308. Cause there's not a lot of them out there, and I think it's a little bit different than the uh, uh, than the 223 slash 300 blackout version. Yeah, it would be a, well. Obviously, it would be a little bit bigger. Yeah, heavier. Um, I'm not quite sure. Like the tr- the trigger pack itself is uh, is different than I'm, what I'm used to seeing in an AR, so it might be using the AR-10 size trigger. I'm not quite sure. So that I, would I make sense. Yeah. 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 Um, I ordered some XCRM mags from Wolverine Supplies because the XCRM mags well actually are supposed to fit this PAR and they're XCRM pistol mags. So yeah, oh, are ten, 10 rounds. Yeah, not that you need it for hunting or anything like that, but just, but just it's to, nice you to know, mess so around at the range.
2: Yeah, you don't. Do, well, and even when you are out hunting, you just don't have to reload yeah. as often. Just you know, if you, <laughs> I guess you're probably not
0: hunting gophers though with a 308, are you? No, no. But I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's nice to have the capacity in there, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the the you know the the fast pump to uh, to use as backup. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I. I ordered three of them those those mags are cheap I think what they were like 30 bucks or something like that each which from my oh, from my perspective that's fine yeah um, and then uh, yeah I played with uh, Google Sketchup it's like this free program that Google's got and um, the only reason I'm bringing it up I played with it to make those uh, I sent you guys some some mock-ups of these shotgun stages that I had to design for this weekend yep uh, we're doing a three gun match this weekend I had to design the shotgun stages so I did go- I used Google Sketchup it was actually pretty easy and uh, I think it does a, a better job of displaying something, the, displaying, like, the idea that I have than if I were to just draw it out because I am terrible at drawing things out. So, right. If there's well, anyone I, I... Out, out there who has to design a, a match, I'd encourage you to download Google SketchUp. There's a free version, and uh, there's, like, a, a whole pile of uh, targets and that kind of thing. There's, like, an IPSC loadout really? thing that just – it just dumps it all into like a, a bay, and then you can just like delete and copy and paste all the different things you want, move them around the the range, and twist them or turn them, and then you're good to go. And it's I I found it it was uh, it was pretty quick and uh, easy to show what your idea is for uh, for a particular stage. That's pretty cool. We should get Trevor on that because
2: uh, he told me to bring my laptop and install WinMSS on it because his well he spilled coffee on it. Uh oh. He said, don't ask about how, but I'm going to anyway as soon as I get there. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was neat. Yeah. So, that's pretty much what I was up to. Uh, Matthew, what about you? Uh, well, um, as mentioned previously, I sent my PIR back to uh, Iron Guns, and uh, hopefully... Well, the, the the guy there said that he's going to take it to the range and test fire it, and if he gets the same types of groups that I'm getting, he's going to send it back to... Uh, Troy for me and get a new rifle because, uh, or or maybe they'll rebarrel it, I don't know, whatever they're going to do. They're going to do some some sort of warranty work to it anyway to try to get it to shoot regular sized groups because 5 MOA just just ain't right. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, it's kind of disappointing. I was, you know, looking forward to having a a nice varmint gun this summer, but I guess I will have to wait until next varmint season because it's probably going to take three or four months to get it all sorted out with it having to go across the border and all that junk, so... That's gonna be uh, fun, and then I took Tom Bryant's uh, Swiss Arms to the range, and boy, let me tell you, it How is was that? fun to shoot. It's heavy. I mean, it's it's uh, like Trevor described it. It's a it's a battle rifle in a varmint round in a bar- varmint caliber. But uh, you know, having that extra weight, I mean, it's it was like shooting the PAR with a muzzle brake on it. There was like next to no recoil, which was really nice. And the trigger on it is really nice. It's a... I guess I've just never really experienced a good two-stage trigger before. It, it's it's quite heavy and long, but then you come up against sort of a, a wall, I guess, and then your finger just sort of stops, and then you just give it another, like, half pound of pressure. It's probably a little more than that, but it only feels like about a half pound. And then it, it just snaps so cleanly. There's absolutely no jerk, no take-up, no nothing. It just... Just beautiful trigger for, for shooting targets and for uh, accurate shooting. So I really enjoyed that. He's got a a Sightron 3-16 to on it, and uh, it's a very nice scope. Uh, haven't Have shot, shot anything with it yet. No gophers, but it does shoot, you know, very close to MOA with just standard run-of-the-mill 2-3 to ammo. He says it, it prefers a 77 grain,
0: some heavy stuff, but uh, the heaviest stuff That's I can excellent. find around here. What's that? That's excellent. Well, I mean, you expect that from the Swiss, but like oh, around yeah. one M away from just regular old
2: ammo. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it shoots really nice. I w- this is what I was hoping my PIR was going to do. If I, if my PIR had shot as well as this, I would have been happier than a clam. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it is what it is. But, no, the Swiss Arms is really nice. It's basically my truck gun until I uh, finish up with it. I don't really know how long he intended for me to have it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a little while. Cause you know I got to get around to making that video, and there's just so many things that I got to do first, you uh, know. So gosh, it's just it's I'm overwhelmed with with things. <laughs> anyway, it, it rides around with me in my truck, and so hopefully I'm going to uh, you know do my version of gopher hunting, which is drive around in my truck until I see a gopher, and then hopefully I'll be able to get out and shoot it with it. So it's, uh yeah, that's basically what uh, what I did this week. So I guess that brings us to Kelly.
1: Well, it didn't do much this week. I did get to the range, though, on Sunday. I went and I shot my BR-99, and yeah, that was fun. I haven't shot in probably about three or four months, so I just wanted to get out and shoot it. And yeah, shot the Glock as well. Uh, We tried the Scroll Rifleman Challenge, and it it did not go well for me. So (laughs) on that, I learned I need to do a little bit more pistol practice <laughs> um, we could
2: all use a bit more pistol practice I yeah
1: think. so yeah but yeah other than that i went to sfrc i wanted to see if i could get my 1022 back um but yeah it's not ready yet so yeah what are so, they I'm doing not, your 1022 they're drilling well a uh, couple of things they're this the back site is being uh, taken off of it just because the iron site uh, is being taken taken off of it because we're uh, I'm going to put a new a longer rail on the top of it. I'm going to okay. move the uh, move my optics forward so that the site needs to be taken off so that I can put the rail on, and uh, yeah. So they're going to also drill out the back of it to, uh, back sorry drill out the back of the receiver so that uh, there's a cleaning hole in it.
2: Right. So, so. you you realize it that. You can take the backside out yourself with just a brass punch and a hammer.
1: Yeah, I know, but it'd be so much nicer for Dave to actually do it and, you know, file it down and all that and be nice. It'll look pretty.
2: File it down?
1: Yeah, just smooth it. Right?
2: You're talking about the rear sight? Yeah. What's he gonna file down?
1: It doesn't it have to be cut off?
2: The sight? No no no. It it slides nope. right out. It's a it's a dovetail. Is it? it yeah, you just take a oh. brass punch okay. and a hammer and you just tap it out.
1: Hmm. Just yeah, hit it okay. with a hammer
2: till it falls off. Yeah, basically. Hit it
1: with a hammer until it falls off. I can do that then. Yeah. Okay. Well uh,
2: I'm coming. I'm a DIY gunsmith, right? Do it yourself. Uh <laughs> I, I hate paying somebody to do something that I can probably figure out myself. So I mm. <laughs> that's all. But you know, it's it's nice to employ your, your local gunsmith. So that that's cool.
1: Well, Dave's my friend.
2: Oh right? well there you go. He's the he's the older gentleman there at SFRC, works in the back. Yep. Yeah. He's he, the guy
1: that that was doing the uh the m1919 at the uh,
2: right right yeah he installed yeah. the uh the
1: oh yeah he did some stuff for you
2: on my pir yeah he put a, mm. a scope mount on it which i could have done myself i just didn't have the tools so anyway, he did it
1: for me so. right yeah okay yeah no i thought that uh, he would have to cut that off so that we can install that so no no I I just, it not. just
2: punches right out it's not a big deal anyway whatever
1: that's mm-hmm. cool cool so that's it that's all cool. i've done
2: all right well upcoming events then uh, James W1 he should email us this is the second time we've <laughs> called him but uh, I'm sure maybe he's just on vacation or forgot or something so anyway regardless James you won call us um, the 2016 CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championship at the Wapiti Shooters Club in Grand Prairie is September 1st to, th- to 4th did I say that right? Wapiti? 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 sure yeah. 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 I-, I did now Active Killer Defense course, August 21st in London, Ontario. Rick is also doing an Urban Pistol course in Barrie, September 17th, uh, in Barrie, well, in Barrie. So I don't know why it's in Barrie there twice, but I'm just reading what I see on the screen. <laughs> the Practical Shooters of Canada is proud to announce the first Canadian Precision Rifle Series. That match is going to happen on the uh, at the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre just outside of Meaford. The Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge from 2nd to the 4th will be taking place as well. Uh, The 2016 Algonquin Cup will be taking place at Eagle Lake Gun Club in Sunridge, Ontario, September 18th. August 20th to 21st, is the Earl Green of Phase Line Green Tactical uh, will be at the Regina Wildlife Federation for a two-day carbine course with a potential shotgun instruction day uh, on day two if there's time. The course will be focused on firearms handling with respect to three-gun. Cost is $440. Tax is included. Register now. There are only 12 spots available, and you can go to phaselinegreentactical.ca and, uh, and register there. From Sean, the RAPS July uh, CQM match starts July 23rd at 10 o'clock. The match ends July 23rd at 3 o'clock, and that is in Regina. Saturday, July 23rd at 10 a.m. is the Regina Wildlife Federation, or at their Wildlife uh, Federation range. The uh, RAPS will be putting on the Ontario Rifle Association-inspired CQM or Close Quarter uh, Marksman match. The match takes place at the uh, RWF range. Setup is at six, and uh, safety orientation and gearing up is at 9:45 Saturday. Uh, there should be shooting by 10 a.m. Match fee is 20 bucks. Everyone uh, will shoot at least one round. Payable by cash at the match. All funds paying for supplies and range improvements. All shooters must have insurance that covers them for shooting activities. This match will be weather permitting, and then. Apparently, we are mad at San Diego.
1: <laughs> awesome. I don't oh, you read just, everything. You said you're just
2: reading everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Burgundy humor there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to uh, uh, just make a a quick note here. So uh, for future events, what we're going to do is read the full, like the fuller description for the first time and then every time after that, we're going to read just the basics. So where it is, what it is, and the date, and that's going to be it. Just because it's taking
2: for, we're we're getting a lot of upcoming events and that's awesome. We're very happy that Canada has a lot of shooting events going on, um, but we at the same time uh, don't want to bore you to death by reading them over and over and over again. So yeah, we'll remind you that they're coming up, but Google is your friend if you want to find out more information on these, or you can just go back an episode because we will have mentioned them in detail earlier. Is that cool?
1: Coolio.
0: I guess so. I don't I don't I don't know if they can talk back but uh I, assume I, I just yes. going to speak louder. <laughs> I hear I hear silence. Hello? So silence we take is acceptance. silence as
2: affirmative.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so the news Th- there is no news. No news. So we're mm-hmm. this week we're going to talk a bit about varmint hunting, and we sort of kicked it off earlier with Adriel regaling us with uh, his account of, of gopher shooting out there in Alberta. So, uh, Adriel, tell us more about that because, look, I can't get me enough gopher shooting. Out here in New Brunswick, we don't really have – well, you guys have Richardson ground squirrels, right? Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to mention is gopher
0: means different things in different places. That's right. Um, we,
2: have, we have groundhogs here in New Brunswick, and these things are big. They're, they're as big as a house cat, if not bigger. Yep. So, whenever we go out groundhog hunting, a 2 to 3 is actually more appropriate than a 22. I mean, I've killed my fair share of groundhogs with a 22, and it certainly can be done. Um, but you want to put them down and make sure they don't get back up. 2 to 3 is the way to go. But out there where you are, you got these little cute little squirrels that, you know, you shoot them with a BB gun and they keel over. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, I I was saying that the, um, Gophers, you're gonna shoot a hundred in a day, and they're about about the size of a rat. They're not uh, they're not terribly big. Whereas those groundhogs, how many of those would you shoot in a, like a really good day? Five, maybe one, one. <laughs> I
2: was just they're not say, very. It's, it's they're, bad. <laughs> no, they're not plentiful around here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> one if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky, you'll see one. No, they're they're really not all over the place. Like you can't really just go groundhog hunting because they. They're so sparsely populated that, I mean, we hunt them. They're varmints, and the reason why there aren't very many of them is because everybody shoots them when you see them, and we've got them under control. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if I go out, like I'll I'll see one if I'm lucky in a day. Usually, I'll shoot you know one a week if I'm you know if I'm really active. <laughs> so mm. um, no, they're they're not they're not a, an infestation
0: like they are out west. Well and and the uh the gophers that I'm talking about as well. I mean, a lot of farmers have uh have just, you know, the, the when I was a kid, uh my grandparents' place, they would let, they would give me ammo to go shoot gophers and the neighbors would give me ammo to go shoot gophers because there was a whole bunch of them and that's how you controlled them. You controlled them by uh by mainly shooting them with uh with rimfire, right? Yep. Um and and you know in a, in a large part you could uh, you could go to someone's house who had a lot of gophers and knock on the door and say can I shoot your gophers and they would say go nuts kill them all if you can right yep and uh, these days a lot more farmers uh, control them with uh, uh, chemicals they they poison them and that's that's the way it, it rolls if you're serious and you really need to use your field I mean so. Just just in case some people are listening and they're like, "Why, are you, why are you killing the cute little gophers? Well the, the holes that they're, they' make, yeah uh the holes that they make if you get cattle or horses into a field may cause them to break a leg. so if you you know on a a, a cow you you break a leg, that could be you know thousands of dollars in uh, in lost income, and uh, same and yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, turn it into hamburger, right. And if yeah. it's too early, you know, you lose a lot of uh, you lose a lot of potential weight that you could have got off. it. same thing. Well, not the same yeah. thing with a horse because you're not going to eat it. But uh, well, you you'd, might. you'd lose your. You might. <laughs> you just might. Um, anyways, that's why we shoot gophers. That's that's why we're trying to control them. Is uh, if they infest a field, the field turns into Swiss cheese, and you can't have livestock on it because uh, it's too risky that they might uh, they might break a leg. They they're. Stupid animals, they run around, and if they uh, catch their foot in one of those deeper holes, they will bust it up pretty good. So that's why we control gophers. Um, these days, there's there's not a lot of, uh, of really good fields, even in Alberta. And uh, to find a field, you have to uh, find a landowner who's got them and uh, show that you're trustworthy enough. So it's, it's kind of like the same thing with hunting. If, if you were to ask someone for permission to hunt on their land, um, with varmint hunting here in Alberta, I think there's a lot of people who grew up shooting gophers and want to go out and shoot them. So there's there's more shooters than land, I guess. Wow. And uh, so to get access to a really good field, you need to know someone and uh, and be responsible when you're on the land. Right. That typically means. Uh, not shooting any of their cattle if there's cattle also on the land at the same time. That, that would be no. That's a
2: huge bonus. Is if you come yeah. back and you
0: haven't killed any of the cows. Yeah, <laughs> they're happier with you that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're they're much very much so happier than uh, with you that way. Why does and, my you filet know,
2: mignon have a 22 slug in it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, so so that's 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 typically the mo. That's why. Um, you know, it is it is hard to get uh, like new shooters into uh, shooting gophers because <laughs> I don't I don't go that often. Um, and, but when I go, I have a ball, and uh, if I went off, what I'd, I'd shoot that field out, and uh, I wouldn't be able to use it anymore, and uh, I'd probably out, outstay my welcome as well because you know there might be other people that want to enjoy that field or that uh, that landowner has agreements with. So uh, that's gophers. I believe there's gopher like guides not guides but like they've got a ranch that's like covered in them and like that's their money maker they've got uh yeah they've got land that's that's poor for uh cattle grazing so instead of cattle grazing they just let the gophers go nuts and then they invite people on for however much uh dollars per i don't know weekend or something like that and they go blast gophers all weekend right
2: well look that sounds like something i'd pay to do (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and like, if, if the setup was really good, that's, that's something that I would pay for as well, because uh, it is so much fun. Like The, the target practice part of it, the, like, you're shooting guns that have no recoil. Um, you're, Hardly you're, any noise. Hardly any noise. Uh, you're shooting like active targets at multiple distances, and uh, and you're 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 helping, right? You're you're helping uh, control the population and prevent the local landowner from having to use poison. They use poison, and then what happens if a red-tail hawk goes and picks up that poison gopher and, and eats it? Well, that, then the hawk could get poisoned, right? And uh, this is. Uh, I guess, a more, like, a more humane, like, like it, after after we ran that field, uh, uh, we went off to another field, and then we went back, and it was covered in hawks and crows and uh, all these other animals that were making good use of uh, of all that gopher, delicious gopher meat sitting on the ground. That's
2: right. It's not like it goes to waste. Somebody gets to eat it. And then you can go back and shoot all the crows.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just don't shoot the uh, hawks and the eagles that come in to eat the crows. Yeah, no, that's their... They're, uh, they're protected, and yeah, we shouldn't do that. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, typically, rifle, uh, 22, 17 HMR if you really want to take them at long distance, 223 if you're on land that allows for it. And that would be, I, I try not to use it, uh, where I'm at because, uh, it the noise is, is high and you've got to, um, uh, you know, you'd probably have to let your barrel cool down too. Like keeping in mind, you, you're making a, a on a on a good active field. You're making a shot every twenty thirty seconds, mm. and I I don't think a two two three barrel would, uh, would withstand that if uh, if you were continuously shooting like that. Right, you would have to wait to to let it cool. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas on a heavy barrel 22 or a heavy barrel 17, I didn't let anything cool. I ran those things.
2: <laughs> well, it's a 22. I mean, it, you got to be really, really active to, to outshoot a, to get it hot enough to outshoot a 22 barrel. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I don't
0: think you're going to have to worry about that a whole lot. Yeah. Now, um, in terms of like other equipment for it, um, I know some people uh, talk about like calls and that kind of thing. You don't need any calls or anything for gophers. Some people will whistle or... Uh, kind of like make that uh, kissing sound to try to get them to, to pop their head up, like yeah, kind of a thing. And it well, works that. sometimes, and it doesn't work sometimes. So um, I should
2: bring my uh, my fox whistle that Steve Lee brought me. What's uh, it? it? Is it? It's a, it's, it sounds like a fox. No, it sounds like a well. Actually, it sounds like a dying rabbit is what it sounds like. It's it's for attracting foxes. But I just don't know if that sort of whistle would make them pop their head up and go, "Hey, what's going on?" Because it's really really loud. Like I I. I'm <laughs> more comfortable with earplugs in when I'm blowing in it than
0: than I am without because it's really really loud. Huh. Well, I mean, if like, like the other the other possibilities, we could go fox or, or coyote hunting as well, right? That's true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what do you, what do you typically do when you go gopher for hunting, uh, Matthew? I
2: drive around until I see one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all we can do around here because there there there's like you can't just go to a field that's known for gophers. They or well around here they're groundhogs. You just mm-hmm. have to kind of go and... They, they're Their targets of opportunity is what they are. You don't go groundhog hunting. You go about your daily life, and when you see a groundhog, you're ready to shoot it. That, at least I am. That's yeah. why I've always got a rifle in the truck. So if I'm at my parents or if I'm just driving down the road, and for those of you who are going, oh, you can't shoot groundhogs from the road, actually in New Brunswick we can um we have no road hunting laws at all we're allowed to shoot things that are on the road from the road as long as we're not in our vehicle we're good to go so just fyi don't send me hate mail but yeah i'll just (laughs) drive along in my truck and if i see a groundhog in the ditch i stop my truck i grab my rifle from behind the seat load it up pow unload the rifle stick it back in the truck off i go you know so that's Mm kind of how we groundhog hunt around here just when we see one we shoot it
0: yeah that's that's kind of how I uh how I do uh, coyote hunting when it's uh, when it's deer season. It's it's pretty much targets of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um I'm out for deer, but if a coyote crossed my road and uh I don't think there's going to be deer anyways, I might I might take a shot and and just pop them real quick, right? Right. Um yeah, what, what kind of uh, if you had to use a dedicated rifle, what would you use for coyotes? Oh, man, if my Troy PIR
2: was accurate, that's what I would use. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be sweet. It would two, be two, awesome. Two accurate. to three pump action, nice and accurate. Uh, you know, quick follow up shots. Uses AR mag, mm-hmm. so I can use either uh, Beowulf or pistol mags for for many extra rounds than just five. Um, that's what mm-hmm. that's what I'd probably use currently. Seeing as it's in the shop, uh, it'll be my uh, Savage Axis. Would be what I would would you know just a a, a bolt action two to three because that's what I've got. But anything. Anything non-restricted in two to three would be my choice for coyotes.
0: What kind of a distance are you typically taking uh, your shots at for coyotes? Because, like, I'm in I'm in the West. I'm I'm in Alberta, and my shots are always really long. I've never shot a coyote at uh, shorter than 100 yards. See, I never shot one farther than 100 yards. There we They're go. They're always <laughs>
2: in tight. They're always in close. Like we, here, in, at least in the part of New Brunswick I live in, there are no open fields. I live in the woods, and so when you see something, it's right there. Yeah, so
0: for you, um yeah, anything with anything 223 would be fine.
2: Absolutely. Um, and in fact, vermin hunting, that's all we're allowed to use. We're not allowed to use any caliber larger than 230. So 223 and two fifty are the two most powerful cartridges that we
0: can use in New Brunswick for vermin hunting. So that's can all. Can you we've just got. Can you take a pot shot when you're when you're hunting? Like if you're hunting and you got your thirty out six, you have your deer yeah. license.
2: Yes, yes. You, we can hunt coyotes with our thirty cal's or you know three hundred eight, you know whatever we have with us, as long as we okay. have a deer, moose, or bear tag on us. That's the only way you can carry a yeah. a larger boar rifle in New Brunswick, is if you have one of the big game tags. Oh, there
0: you go. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of irritating, I mean, but it is what it is. Yeah, so so you could use the you've got lots of choice for for rifles out there. Um I'm a little bit more limited out here cuz like again they're they're longer range the uh uh the last one I shot was at uh, 330 or something like that and that's not even like that was that was a a, a quick one kind of a thing. Yeah
2: you're going to um, want you're going to want a really accurate rifle
0: with a good scope on it. Yeah that's what I was going to say I I need a really accurate and typically bolt action is all I all I can use because right. Um, there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of semi-autos. I really would have loved to use the T-97 as a, as a coyote rifle. Oh, that'd be cool. They c- Just not accurate enough out where you are, though. That's not accurate enough, and the sights aren't, uh, like the iron, factory iron sights aren't good enough either for, uh, uh, for shooting anything long range, See, right? that
2: would be, that would be great for here, because, like I said, nothing really out past 100 yards, so, I mean, even yeah. iron sights, uh, at 100 yards on
0: a coyote is, is easily no done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that rifle would be nice and packable, but suffice to say, yeah, so I've got a, I've got a bolt action, uh, rifle that, uh, that I use and that's, I have, I have to, because, uh, it's, it's more wide open here. If I were to go to Northern Alberta, that's where there's more bush, but, uh, just where I'm at, it's all fields and, uh, little bushes in between. So typically you're trying to get them in the boundary regions where there's, a, a bush that's kind of popping out and, right. uh, you can go for it. Now, Uh, When when you're doing coyote, do you um, uh, is it just targets of opportunity, or do you like purposefully go out for them as well?
2: Well, I have gone out specifically uh, hunting coyotes, but I've never been successful. I've never actually had one come when I've called. uh, Whether it's the wrong time, wrong area, whatever, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong, or maybe there just aren't a whole lot of coyotes where I was. Um, But any coyote I've ever shot has been a target of opportunity. I've been driving along on my truck or car or whatever and saw one out in the field and so stopped
0: and shot it. Yeah. Um, uh, have you? So what kind of calls have you tried? You, you mentioned that you had that fox call?
2: Yep. It, it's uh, it's called a, fo- a Silva fox whistle is what it's called. And it sounds like a screaming, dying rabbit. So I've tried that. And Steve, when Steve Lee was here, he actually did call in a coyote with his. Um, he's the only one that saw it, but I know Steve well enough to to trust him when he says he saw a coyote he saw a coyote, so uh, he actually did call a coyote in with it, so it does work um, but then uh, I've used just electronic calls and decoys. just put out the kind of quivering rabbit kind of decoy and then put up the electronic call with a remote and just just you know
0: try different different combinations of different calls to see what you can bring them in with. Yeah, we can use uh, e callers here in Alberta too. Some provinces you can't. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. No, here in New Brunswick, it's no problem. We're allowed as well. Yeah, yeah, and I've used I've used those to call them in, and uh, that's really that's really exciting when uh, when you can see it working. Yes. Uh, but yeah. uh, but uh, coyotes are really smart because I I, I called one and uh, you're supposed to like you're supposed to leave room so that if uh, the coyote gets downwind of you, you've got a shot at it. Um, and I thought I had left the uh, call far enough that uh, when it tried to get downwind of the call, it would be kind of in front of me, and uh, it just it went a little bit farther back and uh, got downwind of me, and then took off. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah you you can't underestimate them. I mean, they will really circle around, from what I hear.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some some skill to uh, to your setup and uh, and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so out here it would be, uh, pretty much, uh, bolt action rifle only unless like you might be able to get away with a uh, shotgun or like, a a, a, a less accurate, uh, two, two, three, but in like where I'm setting up here, it's, it's typically a longer range shot. So I need to, I need something that's got more accuracy. Have, uh, yep. have you ever gone, uh, have you gone wolf hunting?
2: Um, I went Along on a wolf hunt once, but that was with uh, Steve out in BC. But uh, we didn't see anything. We saw grizzlies and
0: a bunch of other animals, but we didn't see any wolves. Oh, but, that's too uh, bad. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't shot one, and I I, I probably never will. But uh, I've seen them definitely, and uh, there yeah, it's 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 really odd because you're used to looking at uh, deer, coyotes, and then wolves are are so much bigger than coyotes uh, I saw one one time I'm like boy that's a that's a really weird looking deer and <laughs> it wasn't a weird looking deer <laughs> It was a big dog. wolf. <laughs> yeah, it was a big brown wolf, and uh, and it's, it's really cool seeing them uh, seeing up those seeing like listening to them howl at night and that kind of thing. And uh, I just yeah, there's there's not um, there's just not that many of them in the in the part of Alberta that I'm at. If I were to go like much farther north, I would have a, a, a better shot at uh, at taking one of those guys.
2: Yeah, we don't have any wolves as far as I know in New Brunswick, at least not huntable ones. That's for sure. Um, I think you might be able to trap for them, but I don't even—I don't even know if there are wolves in New Brunswick. Um, Trevor would know mm-hmm. for sure, but I don't—I've never seen a wolf here, so um, and I haven't heard of it, so I don't—I don't think so.
0: Eh. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone uh, uh, fox hunting? Do you guys nope. have foxes out? No.
2: Nope. Well, we do have foxes, but we're only allowed to trap them. We're not allowed to hunt fox. Ah, uh, okay. Well,
0: that's probably uh, like a trapping for kind of regulated yes. thing. That- yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, no, I mean that's that's interesting. Uh, that that would be the same tactics as as uh, or similar tactics rather to uh, to a coyote because uh, they kind of respond to the same things just a right. different different size.
2: Yep. Yep, absolutely. The the, the biggest uh vermin that I go after not not size-wise, but the most common vermin I go after in New Brunswick is crows. We have a lot of crows. And again, they're targets of opportunity. I don't go out hunting them, but when I see one, I do my best to to take it down whether it's you know if uh if I'm going if I'm bird hunting and I see one flying over I'll take a shot at it with the shotgun but typically I'm shooting at them with a 22 on the ground uh, I, I just always have my 22 with me and I can take a, a, sh- a you know a longer shot with the 22 than I could with a shotgun so I don't shoot them out of the air with a 22 and I don't shoot them out of trees with a 22 cuz that's just dangerous but if they're on the ground uh the 22 comes out and I've gotten I don't know, hundreds of crows that way. Just driving along, hmm. and you see them in the field, and stop. And as long as you're, you know, as long as you're careful, they don't, they haven't seen you there before, and attempted, you haven't attempted this particular field before. They'll typically stay there long enough for you to get a shot off and get one or two of them before they're gone. But uh, they, they get smart fast. Uh, I know around my parents, I can't show up at my parents anymore without all the crows just leaving because I've shot so many of them there. They know me, so when they see my <laughs> truck come in or they see me. Uh, they're gone. They just they leave. They uh, they sound
0: the they sound the alarm, and a whole bunch of them just take off and they go somewhere else until I leave. Yeah, that's funny. The mag. Uh, I mean, I'm in the city, and uh, the magpies around here, uh, you can get to, to within like a meter of them, no problem. I mean, they don't. They do not care. Uh, but out on the farm, they, if they see you within a hundred yards, yeah. they gone. they're gone. <laughs>
2: yeah, they get. They're they're smart, and uh, apparently. Um, i don 't know about magpies, but crows actually um utilize face recognition they yeah, they I will, they, that. they 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 can tell you apart from from another person and so dad can walk out through the the property and the crows will just sit there and watch him go by but whenever i 'm with them, they leave so yeah, yeah it's kind of neat to to think of them as that uh smart i guess if you will, but uh still makes them a formidable challenge it's it's, it's that much more sweet when i managed to do get one off of and Dad's property because like ha you weren't smart enough to leave in time <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there's a um a lot of guys will use like air guns and that kind of thing on the on them as well there's there's a youtube channel out of this out, out of europe i'm pretty sure it's in england and it's the coolest thing the guy has a really good uh camera setup to where um he's got a camera mounted on top of his scope and his camera he he uh, superimposes the crosshairs and really zooms it in and uh it, he's he can run slow mo to where you can see because it's a pelican he could you can see the pellet arcing through the air are you in, thinking against the target are you, th-
2: are you thinking of Ted's holdover oh maybe because I'm subscribed to his channel and I love it that's exactly what it yeah except that he his camera's actually on his scope he just shoots through his camera lens.
0: Oh, I've seen that uh, one of those as well. Yeah, I oh, mean okay. it's all it's all really cool and yep. uh I you know uh, the 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 thing I like about YouTube is that a lot of uh, a lot of hunting shows on TV like the shows half an hour and they spend so much time like working <laughs> and you see up to one it. shot. Yeah. <laughs> and you see one shot and then they spend Seven minutes afterwards, talking about how pumped they are and blah blah blah. And then you got these guys in the UK just annihilating <laughs> all these varmints. And and um, you know, it, it I, I I I would rather watch that, I would rather watch that guy plinking crows and and starlings and that kind of thing, yep, than uh, than a half hour show about someone shooting a moose with a you know, a big a big rack on, them, right?
2: Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. And that's what Ted's holdover is for me. I could just go on there, and he just sits there and shoots pigeons and starlings and whatever all day long just with his. And he, he has, like you said, uh, he's in the States, so he's allowed to use uh, suppressors and stuff. So he has suppressed pellet guns. They're very quiet. And he just cool. sits there and just pew, pew, just kind of picks them off. And same thing. You, you can see right through the scopes. You can see his holds. You know, he compensates for wind. And, and same, you know, you can see the pellet arcing right in and it's just oh it's really cool i wish i had to set up like yeah. that but then again i don't have targets of opportunity like that to
0: <laughs> yeah. really make it worthwhile i think he's spending all day out there sometimes uh just like shooting video and setting up and that kind of thing right like that's yeah. a that's yeah, a no that's doubt. a commitment <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Well, it went, well, for golfers, I we like we we drove out. We spent three hours. We shot a hundred each, and we went home. Right. I mean, that's uh, there. There was no setup. There's no video. No, just, you just, just go out there and you off. shoot
2: them, and you're done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very uh, very low uh, commitment kind of a uh, kind of an activity. Yeah. Uh, do you guys ever do uh, squirrels out there? We're not allowed to shoot squirrels out here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're allowed to.
2: Here's the funny thing: we're allowed to trap squirrels, but we're not allowed to shoot them. And you trap the squirrels, not for their fur, because they're pretty small, but you're allowed to trap squirrels to use as bait. So you're allowed to trap them to use them as bait, but you can't shoot them (laughs) to
0: use them as bait. I tell you, New Brunswick has got some weird hunting laws. I would have thought, okay, when you said trap them, I'm like, oh, that's for people to move like trouble squirrels that like getting into their attic or All something right, uh, like that. No, <laughs> to use uses bait. What, what do you like for bear bait or coyote bait or something?
2: I guess, I don't know. Probably coyote bait would be my guess because we, a lot of people snare the coyotes around here. They don't actually hunt them. Snaring is a lot more effective. Uh-huh. Um, and so probably, yeah, they, they kill a bunch of squirrels and then just use those as bait around the, the coyote snares would be my guess. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be another reason why you would trap them, is if they were a nuisance. But the person that I was talking to said that he traps them for bait, and it's perfectly legal. <laughs> but okay. he said, I can't shoot them, though. If I shoot them, I'll get in trouble, but I can trap them.
0: <laughs> so strange. That's, yeah, that is kind of weird. Uh, any other uh, varmints that you regularly work on? or We've only got four in New Brunswick that we're allowed to shoot.
2: Crows, coyotes... Groundhogs and cormorants, and the only one I've never taken in New
0: Brunswick is a cormorant. Oh, we've got those. Uh, we've got those out here as well. Those cormorants. I've only uh, I've only seen them once or twice, though. No, they don't. uh don't show up a whole heck of a lot. Um. Yeah, but I mean, there's 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 a lot out here, but uh, yeah. yeah, mostly mostly I'm after gophers and uh, and coyotes. That's the that's the varmints that uh, that I'm after the most. Right, Kelly. What about you? You get any varmint hunting
2: in?
1: uh nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, yeah. just the neighbor's cat, right? No, I can't shoot the neighbor's cat. They might actually miss but it. But it's a
2: varmint It's a pest. Yeah. You gotta take it out. Take it down. Come on.
1: Yeah. The only, the only vermin hunting I've been doing is the paper ones. Uh. So yeah. The squirrels. <laughs> well, that's good practice too. We got the gophers and we got yeah. the wolves and. Yep. But yeah. No. So you guys are. You know what? I'm learning a lot from you guys. So thank you.
0: I wanted to see, what's this, uh, how much does it cost here to do this varmint hunt that you posted?
1: So this is, yeah, Well, you guys were also talking, I checked out, I was fascinated by the fact that you could go and, like, go to a ranch and...
2: Shoot <laughs> groundhogs?
1: Groundhogs. <laughs> Anyways, so I went and looked. It's $350 a day. Wow. Per person, and if you can have people there that don't hunt as well, it's hundred. It's $150 per person. Um. Yeah, but they take you out. And uh, you can shoot as many gophers as you want. Interesting. And, so I posted the link there.
2: <clears> 350 <throat> bucks a day is a little rich for my blood, I would think. But yeah. uh, I could see some people who just want to get a whole bunch of trigger oh, time in on some groundhogs. And...
1: Yeah. It's 300 and it's the hunt is fully guided and includes meal and the lodging. Yeah. Oh, so.
2: well, if that's the case. I mean, if it's a whole experience,
0: <laughs> then, you know. Yeah.
1: That could be cool. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's cool if um, if they've got a really good setup. Like it, maybe they've got a shooting bench at a really good spot. So all you have to do is bring a rifle. They'll bring sandwiches and water and all that kind of stuff. You go to yeah. a bench and just shoot gophers the whole time, right? That would,
2: yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> it
1: says yeah. that basically the gophers come up at 9 a.m. and they, go, they stay up until 6 p.m. and lunches will be in the field.
2: And it's going to be gopher sandwiches. <laughs> Minced gopher meat pie. Mind the pellets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the Alberta regs here to see if there's anything else I'm missing. Coyotes anytime. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ooh, wow. Where's yeah. the residents? Yeah, there's there's a resident uh, a time frame, and then there's just regular time frame. Uh, no baiting on public land. Let's see here. Red fox anytime on any time of the year on privately owned land. Red squirrel and badger anytime on privately owned land. Bobcat. Yeah, see, we have red squirrels here. We have badgers here, but we're not allowed to hunt them. We're only allowed to trap them.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, these ones uh, hunt. Yeah, some of them you can trap and hunt. Some of them you can hunt uh, porcupine, rabbit, hare, raccoon, and woodchuck. Maybe hunted but not trapped with a license anytime, wherever. Skunk can be hunted and trapped, but I don't know why. Rabbit? I've done. I've I've done rabbit with uh with. I don't know. Is is that considered
2: a varmint? It can be. Can um, be. I know when I was in B.C., there were they differentiated between types of rabbits and the the non-native rabbits who were considered pests and they said shoot shoot on sight. Uh-huh. And then they uh-huh. the uh-huh. native rabbits. They said no, you're supposed to leave them. But uh, I you know, one's a hare and one's a rabbit. I can't remember what the differentiation was, but apparently you can tell this by looking at them. So.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Here in Edmonton, uh, we have hares and uh, they're really they're super easy to see that their hairs because they're huge right. and uh and yeah, around my parents' place, we mostly have the uh, the snowshoe uh, uh, rabbits, just the, the smaller ones. They they get real white in the winter. Yep. Um, yeah, that's
2: what we or- have here in New Brunswick. Snowshoe hare is what we have here. Uh, you're probably thinking of jackrabbits, which is uh, a hare as yeah. well. The jackrabbits yeah. are yeah. huge, and those are the ones that, yeah, you can shoot no problem. But we can hunt they're snowshoe lengthy. hare, but uh, they're yeah. not a pest. We can't shoot them out of season. We
0: can only shoot them during small game. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, and, and like rabbit, you can actually eat, and that's uh, yeah. that's that's one of these environments. Like most of these, I won't eat. I won't eat a coyote. Uh, no. I won't eat a gopher. No. Um, you can eat porcupine. Absolutely. Uh, actually, haven't. you can eat porcupine raw.
2: Apparently, from what I've heard, you huh. can eat it raw without fear of uh, of uh, getting sick. Apparently, they don't they don't carry anything that humans can get sick from. It's uh, what I was told, and whether or not this is true, but this, this was told to me by some old timer who said that uh, you're not allowed to hunt porcupines or kill them out of season or kill them at all, because they're slow enough that if you're ever lost in the woods, you can just run one down and beat it to death, and then just eat it if you're starving.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's they're they're really good starvation food. Yeah. Um, I- here in Alberta, you can you can hunt them anytime. Yeah. I don't know why, though. It'd be kind of boring. They're, <laughs> they're, they're not they terribly they difficult. Yeah. 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 I mean, whereas, whereas the rest of these, there's, there's some element of skill to it or with gophers yeah. er, 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 eradication. Right. Um, with a uh, porcupine, I don't know. They don't really bother anyone. So I don't, yeah. I don't really see the point too much. Rabbits, I'd, I'd eat.
2: and. Yeah. Uh, well, rabbits can also, you know, you, know, you know, multiply very quickly and they can just, they can
0: overrun an ecosystem. And so it's nice to keep their numbers in check regardless. Yeah, I think that's that's the the big part to hunting and environment hunting and hunting in general is is yep. that uh, it's all about uh, keeping uh, keeping the the populations in check because if they are allowed to expand too much and they they have a population explosion, uh, that's when they start getting diseases and that's, right. uh, that's where like we're starting to see chronic wasting disease coming in from Saskatchewan and the re- the only reason why that's a thing is that uh, the deer populations in some areas are are so healthy that uh, viruses can spread very easily and uh, we start getting you know more of these troubling uh, diseases moving around the, uh, the populations.
2: That's right. The other thing we should mention that that I uh, just remembered is that uh, wild hog hunting is now lo- no license required in Saskatchewan, I believe.
0: I think it might be Alberta maybe it's now, Alberta. you know you know keep, just keep in mind there, there are none the, oh. it, it, wherever the, wherever there are, uh, those farmers are are using that as a hunting opportunity they're they're not this is not Texas where they have a huge hog problem oh, okay. uh, if anyone has a hog problem they're not they're not telling anyone because i know lots of people would love to uh, to go out and hunt hogs uh you know off season kind of a thing so yeah absolutely i don't i don't know anyone with them and i haven't i haven't seen any either well there you that'd go then cool though i i would i would go hog hunting that would oh, yeah, that be like fun a, it looks like a lot of fun a challenge and at the end of it bacon bacon, <laughs> bacon. <laughs> absolutely
2: bacon. anything else uh vermint related that we want to cover before we move on to some listener feedback
0: no i mean I, I i treat it as like a supplemental hunting right i mean you've got your your main hunting season where you go out and you do your your bigger uh big game um but the, the rest of these are are Good practice for the rest of the year. Good, uh, good ways to get someone into hunting if they uh, if they haven't gotten into hunting if they're, if they're just into shooting and they haven't got like made that transition yet. Going and and you know shooting squirrels is uh, is one way of getting into it. You know if there's uh, if there's a bunch of squirrels that are getting into some granaries or something like that. Yeah, I mean like hunting those is uh, is a viable way of moving someone from shooter to hunter. So. I I, I kind of like it for that kind of thing. It's good for kids to start o- on because it's something smaller and something easier to start on than a than a deer.
2: Right, and uh, the, the the rifle you're using is a lot smaller too and a lot more manageable for them.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they could use their uh, they could use their Savage Rascal or, or whatever yep. the case might be to yep. uh, to to go out varmint hunting.
2: Yeah, cool. That's- well. Very good. All right. Well, I guess let's roll into some listener feedback and Kelly seeing as uh, you didn't get to talk a whole lot cuz you don't burn yeah. huh, it. You can read no, the first one here.
1: Okay. It's from Manny. It says, "Hello Slamfire crew. Thank goodness you guys have a uh, safe space now. I <laughs> bought myself a 22 LR pistol and I'm finding I'm feeling triggered from all the negative reactions from my friends."
2: All right, you can you can come share in our safe space if you want to, Manny, <laughs> but bring 22 ammo. That's the fee oh. to get
1: in. Uh, yeah, I think he gets into that. <laughs> Finally there's a place I can retreat to when I'm feeling triggered uh and where I hear it, and when I hear an opinion I don't like. All joking aside, my buckmark is fantastic. No regrets except that my tiny stash of twenty twenty two 22 LR is quickly diminishing. Tiny stash. Uh,
2: yeah, sure. It's probably only like 30 <laughs> or 40,000 rounds.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the paradox of buying a 22 lr firearm. Ammo is cheaper, so you buy more thinking you're saving money, which causes which causes you to buy more.
2: Yep, Question basically for, it. it 20, owning a 22 does doesn't mean you're going to shoot for cheaper. It just means you're going to shoot more for the same money. Right. Maybe. Well, Actually, it means you're going to shoot way more because it's yeah. more fun, and so you end up spending more money on ammo. <laughs> but the good news is you're shooting thousands of rounds instead of just tens of rounds.
1: And a lot more fun. Yes. Well, not a lot more fun. What you you more often. Way more oh. fun. I okay. love 22.
2: It's my favorite. Anyway, sorry.
1: Carry okay. On. So he goes on to say, question for Trevor, or anyone who has experience. I want a Smith & Wesson SD9VE, or should I say I'm thinking about buying one. I don't remember if you bought one during your pistol binge last year or not, but I want to know if 40 megs run in the 9. If anyone has some insight, that would be fantastic. Let me know. Anybody know?
2: I don't know for sure, but if it's like any other um, 40 versus 9 pistol, where where there's a 40 version and a 9 version, every I, I can't think of a pistol where the 40 mag does not fit in the 9 version. So some so, some of them, some of them don't work. I've, there I've are a few. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so not maybe quite you want sure to. Yeah, the- I don't know about this one. I know the Smith and Wesson uh, uh, M&P 9. You can run 40 and a 9 but I don't know about this uh, SD9VE.
1: Huh.
0: You can run okay. the m MMP 40 you can run them in the 9? I think so. How many extra shots can you get? Like 13, 12 or 13. I don't know, why aren't I running these? I don't I try maybe what? I'm I wrong. Think I was-
2: maybe, you, maybe you can, but I'm pretty sure you can. I know for sure Glock you can, and obviously FN you can. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, you know, look into that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm right, or maybe I'm wrong, I mean. Uh, but I thought you could.
0: I'll Google it while we're reading these uh, emails here. Sure. Awesome.
1: Okay. He goes on to say A for effort, two thumbs up because that's how many hands I have, and no more animal parts, especially dingo parts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The dingo ate my baby.
1: Yeah. So regards, Manny from Winnipeg.
2: Cool. Well, thank you, Manny.
1: Yeah, we'll look into that too.
2: Yeah, well, uh, Adriel's going to Google that right now, so I'll read this next one from Clayton. Hey, guys, and Kelly. Just wanted to chime in from over in BC and say thank you uh, like a good Canadian would for all of the effort you guys put into the podcast. I had never listened to a podcast before stumbling upon SFR. And since then, I've been trying to work my way through all the older episodes during my commute from Abbotsford to Vancouver for work every day. Wow, that's, uh, that's a yeah. bit of a drive. And also, we're sorry, uh, we assume no responsibility for lower IQs. When you listen to our show that often, I mean, it's just a given. You're going to get dumber. (laughs) As the Westerners may know, this is one of the worst stretches of highway in the country for traffic, and your show has saved me in those hours of gridlock that I have to endure. As a younger, newer shooter, your show has answered many questions. I got my CCFR membership card in the mail today, and if it were not for the show, I would have never known such an important group existed. I've also gotten out to my club's IPSC practice nights during the week where I can get my handgun fundamentals down, wring some steel, and pester some of the more experienced with questions and concerns regarding IPSC and action shooting. I plan to take my black badge soon and also hope to get out to some 3-gun matches if I can find any in my area. While IPSC is prominent out here, the 3-gun community looks a little behind. Maybe I just have to look harder? Keep up the great work, y'all, and thank you. If our sport... Hobby, passion, lifestyle is that the shooting community uh, has any chance for the next few years of liberal majority, we can definitely use more people like you. Good evening, gents, and good night, Kelly. And that's Clay from B.C., uh, he has a P.S. My local club, the Abbotsford Fish and Game Club, is holding an open house Saturday, July 23rd from 10 to 4. It's an open invitation to all that would like to come out and see what goes on at the club. No P.A.L. required. There will be a plethora of cool guns to shoot and food trucks. Honestly, need I say more? Eye and ear protection will be available to those who need it, and ammo is available for a very reasonable fee. This is how I was introduced to the club, and if anyone is feeling intimidated yet curious as how to get into the hobby... This would be it. See you there. That's cool.
1: That's, yeah, it sounds really cool.
2: I think that is the same club that Mike Dixon, one of the original hosts on CRR, uh, is a member of the Abbotsford Fishing Game Club. So if you run into Mike, say hi to us for, or say hi to him for us. So thank you, Clayton, for writing in. And Adriel, did you learn anything? Not about the SD9. All right. No. Did you learn SD9 anything about the, <clears throat> Sorry, about the? Sorry,
1: the
0: uh, what about the MP9? <laughs> there's a little bit of a delay. Oh, We're, well, we've got like 3,000 kilometers between each, between each other, right? So there's a little bit of delay on uh, on Skype. Uh, the MMP, uh, yes, it will work, but there may be uh, uh, cycling issues. So uh, it doesn't work then.
2: So so <laughs> it works, but opinion.
0: it doesn't.
2: It fits in, but it doesn't actually but function. But
0: it, it <laughs> might give you the odd jam. And, you know, for, for competition, jams are oh, a yeah. killer. So I'm not doing that. Or maybe I'll try I think I saw a used 40 mag at p and so maybe I'll go try it uh, just because why the heck not. Um, why Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, SD9, uh, the SD9, I couldn't find uh, I couldn't yeah. find anything on it. All right.
2: Well, if you'd
0: like to send an email
2: to the show, you can by simply getting on your computer and logging on to whatever email program you use and sending it to salamfireradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So let's roll into some iTunes reviews. Adriel,
0: this first one, please. <clears throat> oh, the user is Aviator. Oh, Aviator1981. <laughs>
2: Aviator, come on, man. Uh, I've, uh, I got it go. right
0: away, but then again, I'm a pilot, so. Oh, yeah. so
1: did you yeah. send this in? No, just kidding.
2: <laughs> I did not. It would have been Aviator1978 if I had sent it in. Oh. This guy's a little
0: younger than I am.
1: He's younger than you. Okay.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Uh, and the, the rating is, of course, five stars. We accept nothing else. Yeah, I think that's that's all that iTunes allows these days. That's basically uh, The title it, says, yeah. the best firearms podcast, period. Uh, I like the Reloading Podcast, Precision Rifle Podcast, and a few others, but they are missing a certain je ne sais quoi, which this show clearly has. The host dynamics, humor, and great information makes Slamfire as funny as it is informative, which must mean not a lot of either. Not not either. (laughs) That's not very good. (laughs) I love the guests and the topics of the show. The small amount of political discussion is just the right amount to get people involved. I think more archery needs to be discussed.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shut her down. Shut her down.
0: (laughs) No archery.
1: I was just wondering. He likes flying, but he also likes archery as well.
2: And SKS's in 1911s. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yes yeah. he goes on, as well as SKS's in 1911s, keep up the great work, folks. Five stars, honestly earned, in my opinion.
2: I think he just wanted if... to get in a dig at everybody.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I shoot all of those. I like all of those. Yeah. Archery, SKS's, 1911s, I like it all.
2: Shall we take the next
0: one? What's that? Shall we take the next one? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, the next one here is from Beast Clay. Uh, also five stars. Of course. Uh, of course. Title A Great Podcast for the Canadian Gun Nuts. Love listening to these guys shoot the breeze. Oh, that's funny this- because that was our original name. <laughs> shoot
2: the breeze. Shooting the breeze. But then we yeah. got that. we had to change it because apparently there's another podcast called Shooting the Breeze, but they're not even active, so we could have kept it.
1: I was and say, do they I even
2: shoot? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, it was it was a gun podcast. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, All whatever.
0: Right. Sorry, carry on. I interrupted, my it's bad. Fire, I guess. Uh, this podcast is filled with all, uh, with all the sensible gun talk you could ask for, with just enough sarcasm and humor, usually at a host's expense, to keep <laughs> you wanting way. more. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate all the great info for the Canadian whose head may be spinning down a spiral of unlogical gun laws and regulations. Keep up the great work and keep them coming, please. What? Unlo- unlogical? Did he say
2: unlogical?
1: Is that logical? Uh, um, I I think it's
2: illogical, but anyway, (laughs) unlogical is cool too. That's impossible. Me fail English. Um, Yeah, no, we we don't have any unlogical gun laws in Canada. No, they all make perfect sense. (laughs) They don't. I'm kidding. They're terrible.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you picked up on that sarcasm sarcasm
2: there. I just I, I didn't put out my sarcasm alert, so I had to make sure that I you know followed it up with I'm kidding, folks. So, anyhow. Thank you so much to you guys for sending in those iTunes reviews. We love them, um, and uh, we have a lot of fun reading them and and, uh, and reading them on the air, too. So uh, anybody else who hasn't sent one in yet, please feel free. And, of course, the five stars, that's pretty much mandatory. Um, so we've... Yeah, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was we want people from other countries to write in. So these two were both in Canada. Well, you know, that's cool. Whatever, Canadians. You know, that's great and all. But... <laughs> You know, if you live in I don't know, Belgium or like Switzerland or New Zealand, you should you should send us a, a review because we, we love hearing from our international listeners as well. So, uh shout outs.
1: I have one. It's for Adriel. I just want to say thanks for spending your birthday with us. Happy uh-huh. birthday.
2: I, I got one to Trevor. Trevor, thank you for not.
1: Uh- <laughs> 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 i hope he didn't hit a moose just saying
2: <laughs> I, I can ask him Uh he probably didn't
1: yeah.
0: all right any any other shout outs angel you got any uh yeah to my buddies for taking me out to gopher shooting that was a that was a blast you guys are gonna have so much fun matthew i it's...
2: cannot wait i'm like ready to hop on the plane now to come shoot <laughs> gophers with you ah <sighs> it'll be good yep it'll be good as so long I like as the, the... weather pr- participates with us yeah, well it better otherwise angry Matthew will appear Uh, I'll give a shout out to Thomas Bryant for uh, lending me his uh, Swiss arms still and uh, thank you for letting me keep it for as long as I want I don't know if that was part of the deal or not but you can email me whenever you want it back and I'll (laughs) promptly send it over to spam (laughs) Hmm.
1: I think you might see him at the handgun
2: fundamental. I will so and (laughs) I'm not even
1: bringing his rifle with me
2: (laughs) it'll still be here (laughs) Because I'm flying, right? So I'm not bringing any guns on the airplane. I'm shipping my handgun out. And, uh, yeah, the, the, I'm not shipping the rifle yet. I'm not done with it. Maybe maybe by the time he hears this this uh, episode, he'll be like, uh, Matthew, yeah, get that thing in the mail, would you? <laughs> uh,
1: I think he wants you to do a review of it, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do that. But uh, yeah. I just don't know when that will happen. I don't know, 2017, maybe 2018? Not entirely sure. I make no promises. <laughs> Until the par
0: until the par is back,
2: right? When the par comes back, I will have as long as it shoots accurate. I'll happily send back the Swiss arms because then I'll have my yeah. par. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a I loaner a, gun. Uh,
0: I got a shout out to uh, all the people who said happy birthday on Facebook and put creepy pictures on there and <laughs> <Yeah>. confused, <laughs> confused my grandma. <laughs> Aww. Are, oh that was so funny. Why
1: is there a picture of your head in the bag? Anyways. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a there's a good question. Yeah. Oh uh, crap. That's I'd just our me. listeners' way of showing that they like me.
2: That's right. We don't make fun of you if we don't like you. There uh-huh. we go. Alright, well please join one of our National Firearms Associations such as the CCFR or the CSSA or any of the other ones that you feel is, uh, is worthy of your membership and donation. Uh, these organizations do support the firearms uh, owners in Canada and it's important that we support them otherwise they won't exist and then soon enough our guns and gun laws won't exist in ways that we want them to. So um, yeah, go, go sign up for something if you haven't already. Please check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. It's an online gun forum where a lot of gunnies get together and discuss things. Uh, So, you know, we have our own little page or thread or forum or whatever you want to call it over there, our own little sections where uh, you can go and and hang out with us. Sometimes I even log on. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, go over there and and just kind of say hi to the guys and check it out. it's It's a really good forum. So they're nice to us and we definitely like them and so we're nice to them for sure. Please go ahead and like us on Facebook if you're the Facebook kind of person. We're at uh, 1,474 likes so far with uh, 107 thumbs up, 10 gold stars and counting, two flukes, two manatee flippers, two kangaroo thumbs, one safe space. So uh, we've got a lot of little things just kind of sitting there, kind of letting us know that we're doing a good job. I don't know how much of it we believe, but we do appreciate it uh, nonetheless. So uh, So, yeah um lady and gentlemen any parting thoughts before we close out shoot a gopher in the face oh man i can't (laughs) wait
1: you guys have a great you guys have um fun you go and do that
2: well we're gonna try you could come you know just you know whatever it's not too late
1: (laughs) okay yeah it is (laughs) oh all right whatever okay okay cool
2: well thanks for listening everyone i will catch you next week